No matter where you are, it's Texas Standard Time as the nation officially observes Veterans Day 2018. It was 100 years ago yesterday at 11 a.m. French time. The guns fell silent in what many then both ruefully and hopefully called the war to end all wars. Historians say that in many ways, World War I, along with perhaps Spindletop, brought Texas into the modern age. 200,000 Texans joined the armed forces and 450 Texas women signed up to serve as nurses. And though their involvement was short-lived, ending a little over a year after Congress declared war in April 1917, the conflict was blamed for the deaths of at least 5,170 Texans. Among the places worth exploring when you have time, the U.S. Army Medical Department Museum at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, Texas Military Forces Museum at Fort Mabry in Austin, and of course the battleship Texas at the San Jacinto Battleground State Historic Site. Let's fast forward to 2018, and on this first Monday after elections, battles of a political sort being waged on some familiar fronts. The national news focusing on recounts in Florida for a Senate and governor's seat. Same thing in Georgia, where that governor's election is still up for grabs. But here in Texas, in what is geographically the biggest district in the U.S., we've got a contest that's still too close to call. We're talking about the Texas 23rd, a congressional district that runs from Bear County all the way to the outskirts of El Paso. We knew this race would be tight, but within 0.3 percentage points? Now what? Joining us now for the latest, Dylan McGinnis, government and politics reporter, San Antonio Express News. Dylan, welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, Take us back to election night. The AP, along with several other news outlets, called the race for District 23 for the incumbent Republican Will Hurd around 11 o'clock Texas time. Uh, Why and then what happened? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm not sure why they did. Um, I'm guessing, obviously, their modeling suggested that he had a pretty comfortable victory. At the time, I think he had a lead of around four points, which relative to past elections in this district would be a pretty comfortable uh, victory. Fast forward a couple hours, around 2.30 a.m., and it seems like, according to the state's results, that Gina Ortiz-Jones has actually come back and pulled off an upset win uh, by a little less than 300 votes. Uh, we would learn later on that that was actually due to an error in Medina County that gave her back the lead uh, for, of, of about 700 votes. So obviously seesawing a little bit there um, in a very, very tight race. Uh, so what they're doing now, basically, they're not doing a recount like they are in Florida or Georgia, but they're doing, I guess, what you could call a continuing count. Um, there are several types of ballots, provisional ballots, outstanding ballots, military ballots that aren't included in the Tuesday night vote. Uh-huh. So the Jones campaign is trying to make sure that, that all of those votes are counted so they can get uh, an understanding of where the race actually is. Does this, I guess each county does it differently, but are we talking about a hand count or are these done mechanically or electronically? Do you know? Um, it's kind of a mixture. So most of these ballots are now paper ballots. Provisional ballots obviously are when someone shows up to the polls and there's either an issue, they didn't fulfill the ID requirements, or there was a registration uh, mix-up. They cast a paper ballot. Um, that's the same of those who mail in their ballots, or, or what some people call it absentee ballots. So these aren't the... Um, votes that people do on election day where they use the machine right the screen right. i'm not sure again yeah there's 29 counties in the district and they all do it differently so i, I'm, I imagine some might use machines to count those and some might be doing yeah. it by hand well but, um, who so uh, at the end of election night who was ahead and uh, how was the other side uh, answering that um so herd was ahead at the at the total end of election night by 689 votes but again this is this is 3 a.m on wednesday mm-hmm. um 
at, after 11 p.m., like you said, when the AP called the race, uh, Gina Jones appeared to come out and concede. Uh, it's Wednesday when, when she wakes up, or I'm sure she might have been awake, and realizes that this race is tighter than people imagined. Um, that's when she comes out and says she's not conceding. She's going to make sure every vote is counted. Uh, just to be clear, uh, what about uh, Will Hurd? Has he declared victory or not, or no? Yes, he declared victory on the night of when the race was called for him, and he declared victory again Wednesday morning, um, arguing that the final results show him leading. His margin has since grown to about 1,000 votes because uh, there was another error in Culberson County, um, and the Bear County released another 400 votes. Um, so his lead's around 1,070 votes right now. You know, they believe that's an insurmountable lead uh, for Jones to cover. I was looking at Real Clear Politics. They have heard up by point. Three percent. Isn't there some critical point at which a recount would be ordered under law? It is very narrow, and Gina Jones is uh, well within her her rights to request a recount if she wishes to do that after this full count is kind of done. In Texas, it's kind of different from other states. I don't believe there's an automatic recount. The margin that you need to be within is ten percent of the winner's vote, and that's in that case, that's heard. It's a little over a hundred thousand votes. So you need to be within 10,000 votes for Gina Ortiz-Jones to request a recount, and, and she's well within that. They're, they're just 1,000 votes apart. Just a couple of seconds. Uh, any idea when we're going to know the outcome here? Uh, the counties have until November 20th to, to, to finalize their votes. So I'm told the last week of November is when we should have a final uh, clear picture. You can bet Dylan McGinnis is keeping up with this when he covers government and politics for the San Antonio Express News. Dylan, thanks again. Thank you. I appreciate it.